Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Mindset to Mastery, the podcast. I am your host, Keisha Rivers of the Cars Group, and every episode on there, we give you 30 minutes of strategies, tips, tools, insights, and actionable steps to help you change your mindset and master your success. I have had some great guests on here to have some wonderful conversations, and today is no different, and I know I say this every time, but my people rock, so... (laughs) (laughs) So today's topic is creating the mindset, tool set, and skill set to rock your next level. And so we're going to be talking about career, but you can apply this to your life in general. And I have none other than the phenomenal Pat Roquet with me today. Hey, Pat. Hey, sister. How are you, Keisha? <laughs> I am great. Now, just to give you guys a little bit of insight, um, and you, if you go to the website at MindsetToMastery.com, that's Mindset, the number two, Mastery.com, you'll see a little bit more of Pat's bio. But just to give you a little sneak peek, um, she's, a, she's got a hybrid role as success coach, mastermind leader, and global speaker. Um, she empowers high achievers to rock their strength, monetize their genius by soul searching to build a kick-ass personal brand. Woohoo! My type of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and whether she's working one-on-one in group coaching or from the stage, her clients gain confidence, increase leadership effectiveness, enhance relationships, and personal and organizational improvements. Um, she's a, a top recommended LinkedIn coach. She's a Sherm preferred provider. She's a fierce advocate for strength-based culture, virtual teams, women's leadership, diversity and inclusion and powerhouse organizations. And she's got all these long list of amazing people that she's worked with. Plus she's an avid golfer and kicks butt with that. So, I mean, there's, I can go on and on about all of the things that she does, but I want to get into our conversation so that she can kind of give you guys some insights, um, that I think will really help you on this next leg of your journey in life. So welcome officially, Pat. Thank you, sister. So happy (laughs) to be here. Congratulations on your podcast, and I'm honored to be a part of it. Well, thank you for agreeing to be a guest. It it was interesting because when I started the, um, the podcast after a whole lot of people telling me, over and over again, you should have a podcast. You should have a podcast. And I kept saying, no, I don't need a podcast. There are a number of people that do have one. Um, and, and then I realized that I didn't want to have a typical podcast. I didn't want to do anything traditional. Um, and when I started looking at people that I wanted to talk to, I just recognized that I am connected to some really awesome people, yourself included. So um, thank you so much for taking the time out to chat with us today. And I'm excited about what you're going to talk to people about. Um, because I think your journey is so interesting. <laughs> That's one way to put it. <laughs> you know, it, it's so many times when I, when I talk to people and I'm doing, you know, trainings or learning sessions or speaking engagements, what always, everybody always asks, okay, so what is that pivot point? How did you get to the point where you changed and you got, you know, went from, you know, rock bottom or you hit the wall and then all of a sudden you're this success and, you know, and how do I be like you? And you, just like a lot of people I've talked to, and and I guess like most successful people, it's not like you just rolled out of bed and everything came easily. No. You know, wouldn't it be awesome if that's the way it happened? You just roll out of bed and fall into success. (laughs) Some moments it feels like that. It it actually does, except that you've done so much legwork in the background over years to to get to that moment that Mm -hmm. when it happens, those Cinderella moments actually 
are the easiest things on the planet. That's why the Cinderella slipper just fit right in. Right. But it was everything that happened before that. So tell us a little bit about everything that happened before that. Not every everything, but just kind of giving them, <laughs> giving them the cliff note version of everything that happened before that. So um, we plan and God laughs. First of all, you have to keep a sense of humor about yourself and the world and that's and start every day with gratitude because life is not a straight line up mm-hmm. so that right at the top of the wave doesn't last forever. It's not a straight line down. And so when you hit rock bottom, you need to bounce back and it's not this boring flat line in the middle. So I'm a true Pisces. I'm sitting at my Myrtle Beach condo looking at the ocean and it really is about ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. So fast. Quick short story going backwards. So 30 years ago, I was a hot shot in college, used to get all these cool jobs and then go beg the dean for credits. Why do I have to sit in boring class if I could be doing blah? So that happened over and over again. And I was running two and a half million dollars of public relations business when I was 22 years old, which wow. is kind of crazy. In 80, 1985 dollars, that's a lot of money. Yeah. A lot of money now. It was really a lot of money then. <laughs> anyway, so doing great. And then on a Saturday, have a sunny Saturday afternoon on the front seat passenger car accident and go through the windshield. Oh, wow. And I wasn't well enough to go back to work. I didn't get cut, but I had a bad concussion and I had to pivot at 24. Now, at 24, did you not feel you're invincible? My daughter is mm. 24. Yeah. So she's living my life now. It's really frightening. She's having so much fun. <laughs> but anyway. Um, so I had to learn about pivoting really young and my boss said, hang a shingle and we'll throw you business. And I became a virtual VP of marketing for wealthy entrepreneur, baby boomers. And that started my journey. And I would go, this is old school. You got to remember before computers, before cell phones. And I would go do a rotary workshop, 10 ways to promote your business give them a lot of value in 15 minutes or 30 minutes, give them a $2,500 assessment tool and say, here, here's my gift. Take it, use it. If you need help, call me later and I'm happy to uh, walk you through it or help you out. Mm-hmm. And I picked up my first $5,000 a month retainer from 15 minutes at a 7.30 a.m. rotary. And I was like, this is pretty good. <laughs> and I just did that over and over and, and figured out a way to run my life. So it's about resiliency. And so the ups and downs many times over, um, including having a child who slipped in a coma, meningitis, almost died. It was a really scary thing being a special needs mom when you don't have a roadmap for that. Right. And he's now an Eagle Scout and a college senior and an honor student. So he's my best work product by far. And, uh, but again, resiliency and surrounding yourself with great people. When I turned 50, I had gotten my master's at 40, had jobs, and at 50 was making buckets of money, the kind of money where you don't have to worry about, do I want to go buy a new mattress? Would I like a new car? What do I need? It was kind of, I don't want to say easy because it wasn't. I was selling my soul and losing my mind and making a lot of money doing it, which is this odd shift and conflict. And I know with mindset work, you know all about the conflict. So I was in the middle of waking up every day, tasting vomit at the back of my throat. Mm -hmm. saying there's got to be a better way. This feels so disingenuous. I'm supposedly doing this for my why and I'm spending five hours a day commuting. So I don't see my why. I see no one except the back of someone else's head in public transportation. And on a Friday afternoon, the phone rang and I got the phone call. We lost our funding. We love you. Keep the laptop. We won't need it. You're done. No severance, no vacation. Love you. Bye-bye. Wow. And I was in the middle of menopause. 
Oh, wow. Nice. Great timing. Yes. <laughs> so it was one of those hero to zero moments. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at times I was the one wailing in the middle of the hospital emergency room, sobbing like a babbling idiot. Um, at 50, I was again, sobbing and shop, right? Crying over the mustard. Like it was just, mm. I've had very humbling moments in life. And I've also had some pretty awesome moments of glory and everything in between, like most of us. Yeah. And so I say that humility is a great thing because we plan and God laughs and resilience and having a plan that makes sense and is true to your priorities, but is also flexible because life happens while we're busy making plans. So when I bounce back from the bottom of the well, I mean, it got pretty dramatic because I took antidepressants to feel better and they made me, I got suicidal tendencies. And I share that publicly because when I said out loud, I should throw myself off a bridge and no one would care. I knew that was not me. Right. Chilling, bone chilling stuff. Yeah. And I had to find a better way because I knew that that wasn't really what I meant or what I wanted. Mm-hmm. So I was still lucid enough to know that. And I had to find a way. And my best friend on my 50th birthday gave me a box of rocks, painted gold, 50 rocks, and a box that said 50 rocks and so do you. Mm. And I started blogging on LinkedIn one rock at a time just to start feeling better. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I had gifts and that life doesn't suck and that there are people out there waiting for the message because I couldn't possibly be the only one who was having problems and trying to figure out what my pivot needed to be. Mm-hmm. And I heard the calling and I just started blogging about it. And then I started getting calls from around the world to come speak and, and can you coach me? And, and it's just gone from there, but it's about sense of humor. It's about gratitude. It's about being resilient and keeping an open mind. So when I saw your call about mindset, I was like, wow, if that is really the cornerstone of all of it, isn't it? Because if you can't get that together, um, wrap your arms around mindset work, then it's really hard to pull the trigger and get into action. Yeah. And and one of the, 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 the main things I always look at and I always talk to people about with this, because I get a lot of people that they're talking about, well, you know, like you said, life sucks, everything's going bad, you know, you know, I, I can't deal with all of this. And then they want to know what is that moment? How do I pull it together? And it's like you said, resiliency, being humble, but you had to start thinking about things differently. You had to wrap your mind around the fact that this is a situation, this is a circumstance, this is what's going on in this moment, but this doesn't define who I am and it doesn't define my life. And isn't it really, it's really freaky how we can have all of these great things happen and one thing will completely diminish everything else because our minds focus on that one little thing, you know, and even, you know, it's little relatively because, you know, them calling you up and telling you keep the laptop, we love you, but we don't need you anymore. (laughs) It's not a little thing. Um, you know, Not with two kids in college, it wasn't, no. Right. <laughs> but it, it's, it's amazing how we really have to start reining in this mind of ours. I mean, it can be awesome, but it can be really scary and really deadly. And you talk about addressing your monkey mind. I do. <laughs> yeah. 
talk a little bit about the monkey mind. Well, so we all have this BS dialogue in our head and it's belief system, but sometimes it's bullshit too. It's really the voices, you know, we don't often talk to ourselves the way we would speak to our best friend, do we? Mm -hmm. We need to be our own best friend. And we all, I find, seem to forget that some days. And that happens. But it's really about embracing the fact that at times, not so nice things, I'll say bad things, sad things, hard things, hardships happen to very nice people. And like you said, they do not define us. Mm -hmm. So I use what I call the peace process to really sit and concentrate on acknowledging that this negative vibe is here. Where does it fester? So I, I call it monkey mind, but it's funny because one of my clients talks about the fact that monkey mind to her is she, she physically feels like there's a monkey on her back. And I said, well, what do you see? What do you call him? And she said, well, he's a chimp, but I'm going to call him chump because when he shows up, I feel badly about myself and I feel less than, and I feel like a chump. So we actually acknowledge chump breathe into it, have a little exercise we do, just three deep cleansing breaths and really give him a minute of your time. Mm-hmm. Don't pretend it's not there because it doesn't go away that way. Oh my gosh, thank you for saying that. Don't ignore it. And, and I have so many times people are like, you know what? Ignore the fear, um, you know, ignore your anxiety, ignore the things that scare you. you it, You know, it, it, it doesn't work that way. And the more you try to ignore it, the more it seems to get bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, I have this thing where I, I tell people, you know, the boogeyman doesn't live here anymore. You know, when you're younger and, you know, they turn out the lights for the first time and all the shadows look, you know, more menacing and everything. And I said, until you face that, and like you said, acknowledge it, give it a minute of your time, you know, make sure you have a time, you know, thing. Literally. Right. Um, because if you, if you feed into it, whatever we focus on grows. Right. And, and if you're going to focus on chump or, you know, I um, call mine dragon. I feel when I get those moments, it feels like red hot heat, like fire breathing down the back of my neck. Mm-hmm. That's my visualization of the feeling. So I call mine dragon and I do the same exact thing. And I, we go through this with my class. So I actually wrote a 90 day success system. I started to figure out one day at a time, how do you put one foot in front of the other? Awesome. And I started keeping track of how I did it. And part of it was creating um, morning and evening ritual, 10 to 15 minutes, breathing, gratitude, mm-hmm. not only feeling and thinking about gratitude, but reaching out and thanking or honoring three people, give them a text message, write them a LinkedIn note, something to say, you know what, you really made me smile when you dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. It could be your kid dragging the laundry basket up three flights of stairs for you, or it could be somebody who, you know, made you made a double batch of soup and dropped one at your door and it just came at the perfect time. It it doesn't matter what it is, Mm -hmm. but thank being thankful for what is versus dwelling on what is not. And I had a client, um, I have a mastermind group and we had a client who planned her retirement and she'd been in her company for years, 10 years ago. She used to tell me she dreamt of bigger, better things, but she could never do it in the bureaucracy of her big fortune 100 pharma company. And she made a decision. She was going to change gears and get ready to retire. We started working and she thought she was retiring in the spring. And in January, she walked in the door right after the holidays and the manager and HR were waiting and let her go. And it would have been the most devastating 
horrendous moment, except she had all, they gave her a tissue not to cry. And she was trying, she was chuckling into the tissue <laughs> because, you know, it actually was her, they set her free and were paying now for her to help start her new life. Right. So she was sad for a minute. And then she realized this was the best gift ever. And then a year down the road, we were working and she had this big client and this whole thing grew, grew, grew. And then it imploded. And I called her out of the blue on her worst day ever. And she was sobbing, you know, like when you can't get enough tissues in your face, kind of really meltdown kind of moment. And two weeks later, we had a mastermind call and I, and I said, so-and-so, how are you doing? How have you been in the last few weeks since our last group call? And she said, it's been the best two weeks of my life. And I'm thinking, hello, I just hung up. She was a mess. And she said to me that honoring the monkey mind, she, and this was really devastating. She had just rebuilt a five bedroom house at the beach at the Jersey shore. Wow. And found out she wasn't going to get paid from a client she'd worked with for months and months and months, like really bad. Yeah. And she said, she decided, I said, what'd you give yourself a week? She said, no, I said 24 hours. She said, no, she said 12 hours, 12. That was it. I let myself cry till I had no voice left for half a day. This was a big one. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and she said at 12 hours and one minute, I was done. I washed my face. I brushed my teeth. I brushed my hair. I changed my outfit and I started over and it's been the best two weeks ever. And then this happened and this happened. And so honoring, honoring what is Mm -hmm. taking it in as a learning and then figuring out how do I reframe with what I've just learned and what to do about it is huge stuff. Yeah. And that comes in business, that comes in career transformation, that comes in life. Yeah. And, and one thing I've, I've noticed is that instead of asking why me, why is this happening to me? Why is this going on with me? Why, you know, as we tend to do, mm. you know, if we just shift that and say, okay, what can I learn from this? You know, how can I become better from this? How can I use this? And, you know, allowing yourself the, the opportunity to, you know, like you say, cry and, 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 you know, get snot faced and everything else and then say, okay, I'm done. And, and it's funny that you say that because I would literally set a timer and I would say, okay, I'm going to sit and I'm going to wallow. I'm, I'm going to, you know, put on the cookie dough and, and <laughs> you know, get the ice cream out and, and just, I don't want to people do anything. And, 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 and it's great because most times we do not allow ourselves the honor and the respect of feeling badly, Mm -hmm. of feeling like, you know, this is overwhelming of feeling like, you know, this sucks and feeling like this hurts. We are, society is always telling us that we have to get over it and get past it. We don't have a chance to let ourselves release it. Mm-hmm. And I love the way that you say, you know, give yourself that time and honor the monkey mind or the dragon, right. whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, once you've reached that point, then you're able to kind of, you know, move past it. So right. for people that are like, okay, I've got my, I've, I've got my, my mind, you know, my monkey mind, my dragon mind, you know, whatever, I've got it all settled. I've set my timer. I've decided that now I'm going to get myself up. Mm-hmm. What am I doing next? That's a great question. So I actually have a few little exercises. I'll share one with you. It's an easy thing. It's free. You ever have those moments where you just talk about something that you just do 
because you do it and you don't really pay attention to the how or the why. There's no big science to this. It was just something that came to me and I shared this at a presentation and somebody said, oh my God, I've never heard that. And then somebody else said, I never heard that. And I didn't realize that it was unique. So here's an exercise, a simple thing you can do to honor why you rock. So again, your gifts and your strengths are why you rock, okay. what makes you special. The things that you do like breathing that other people love you for, that they thank you for. And you might say, that was so easy. I don't know what they're going on and on thanking me for, because for you, <laughs> it's making easy. the best beef stroganoff, I'm making it up, is a piece of cake. And for somebody who burns toast, it's the best meal they've eaten in a month. Or you might be able to produce a podcast with your eyes closed and have all the technology work, every piece of it all the way. Or you might have had to hire someone to help you because their vision is this far down the road. So we all have things we do well, and we all have their sweet spot. Mm -hmm. And we all have blind spots, the things we kind of stink at or we struggle or like for me, I am not athletic. I play golf. I'm the most fun golfer, but and I have broken 106 times. So that's good. But <laughs> I know, but you would think I would be a really good golfer, but I'm not. I'm just fun. And I use it as a place to get yourself out of the house. Stop getting left behind at work. Right. Mm -hmm. So I created this you rock folder. I encourage you to take all of your mementos, your, if you are my age and you've got actual thank you cards or notes or letters, remember when people used to give you thank you notes on Ray's letterhead stationery? Remember that? And they'd mail yeah. it in an envelope with a stamp. Mail? Remember that? What's that? Back in the day when the dinosaurs <laughs> roamed the earth. So gather your, your, your keepsakes, your mementos, your thank yous. Mm -hmm. Take a cell phone picture of it. Make a Google Drive, a shared document in the cloud, a folder. Mm -hmm. And upload so you now have an electronic reminder of the tangible things. Your awesome. trophies, your awards, your little cards, all those little things that made you smile, that someone thanked you for being you. Right? Mm -hmm. Just the gathering process will make you feel so much better, I promise. Yeah. Then I want you to go into your computer and I want you to pull out your thank you notes, your emails, your positive reviews in Thinkific, your... Mm -hmm. LinkedIn recommendations, your 360s from your team at work, or your thank yous for something you volunteered at your church or temple, whatever it is, but take the thank yous, mm -hmm. put them into the same folder and print them out. So you have, first of all, you're going to feel so good because you're going to have forgotten so many great memories. It's awesome. Mm. And then you have a printed, tangible, touchy-feely copy of all of it, mm. and you have a digital copy of all of it. First of all, so for historical sake, you have it in both places. Mm -hmm. Then I encourage you to take a highlighter or electronic highlighter and make a word document and start pulling out the phrases that resonate. Why did someone say you rock? Why did they thank you? And I guarantee, because you have this exercise, you will have these things now for the rest of your life and the rest of your career. So if you're moving up in a job, moving on or moving over, I mean, that's one of the, pra the programs that I help people do. Mm -hmm. But it's important because you've now done work. It's a labor of love. You will have so yeah. many fond memories. Reach out to those people. Send them a LinkedIn recommendation. How about that? Right. Return but it. <laughs> When you start to see people resonate, how you resonate for them in their words, 
Mm-hmm. that's the golden ticket because now you're out of your head. You don't give yourself the time for the, Oh, I stink. Oh, I suck. Oh, mm-hmm. this is too hard. Oh, why does anybody, nobody's going to want to pay me the blah, blah, blah to blah, right. blah, blah, fill in your blank. Right. Because I promise you over the years, you will see trends in your glory. You will see trends in why you rock. The way you show up on this planet is not a coincidence. Yeah. And, and I love the way you say that because in, in taking the time to go back and actually, you know, collecting all the great things about us because we don't tend to remember what's great about us. We don't tend to remember that, you know, hey, yeah, this is easy for me, like breathing, but for somebody else, they look at it and say, oh, that's phenomenal. That's your gift. That's your sweet spot. That's your thing. And, and I love that. I absolutely love that. And, and so I've got, and, and you, you talked about, we talked about mindset. We talked a little bit about skill set in terms of pulling all of that together, which, which mm-hmm. leads to that. And so tool set, tell us a little bit about what that is. Sure. So mindset is our, our, our self-explanatory, right? The mm-hmm. skill set is understanding, and I'm just going to share why it's important because then yeah. we're going to talk about what to do with it. Skill set is where you connect the dots from who you are and what you've been to who you aspire to be. Mm. So if you're in the career shifting, I happen to work with a lot of folks who are at that pivot point in their lives where they want to know what their second act. And Jennifer Lopez is going to have this movie come out about second act. I'm not advocating that you fake your information to get your second act. <laughs> that is not the message, but it's funny because there is actually what will I'm sure be a popular movie coming out any minute mm-hmm. about what do you do next in your career when you don't align with what you want to do. Oh, wow. He probably did it the obnoxious movie going way. However, um, skill set connects the dots so that you can understand if the grass is truly greener and something else is meant for you, or you have this fantasy of what something's supposed to be like and look like, Mm -hmm. but the reality of it is so not comfortable, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the connecting the dots. And then once you see the end game, my whole practices about starting with the end in mind, reverse engineering, if you've ever heard, I know you've heard that phrase, but maybe folks listening have not. So if I want to be this, how do I tell my story? Because I need to stop chasing and start attracting my ideal client. Mm -hmm. I need to live and breathe my purpose and my mission and just have it be authentic to me Mm-hmm. because I can't worry about who does not want to work with me. I need to be there for the people who are waiting to hear my message. God put me on this planet. There's a gift that's burning inside and we all have our gift. Right. And there are people waiting desperately, whether you're a foster parent, whether you are a mathematics teacher at a university, whether you are a doctor, whatever we are, we all have other people on the other side waiting. So in terms of telling your story about it. So the tool set becomes the pieces we use to tell the story. So a simple one, I love LinkedIn. I know you know that I'm obsessed. Yeah. I'm a top recommended coach there. So I get a couple of dozen, some days 50 to 60 inbound leads on a daily basis from them. And I listen to what people want and I mirror back what they need. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the tool set is being able to articulate if you're ready to move up, move over or move on in your next chapter. Mm. So how do you tell your story in a way that resonates and doesn't get you fired from your job? Let's just say you're in a position and you want to shift. Do you want a promotion? Well, I help you build a business case Mm -hmm. and document the story of how do I show that my company is 
much better valued by having me in this role and how much more they'll save and how much more they'll gain. Right. Right. So that might be a tool set for someone looking to move up mm -hmm. for somebody looking to move over. They're in the right kind of role, but they are perhaps looking for a different job. They're good at what they do, but they need to do it somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Strategic networking might be part of their tool set. Awesome. How do you introduce yourself in a way that doesn't say, hi, I'm Pat and I'm desperately looking for another job, but don't tell anybody. Right. Right. It's a really awkward moment for a lot of people. So how do you do that? Mm -hmm. um, and then for someone perhaps who's completely moving on mm -hmm. again, this whole process of um, articulating your strength and then beefing up your recommendations. So once you're clear on those people, you should go back to every one of those people who ever wrote you a wonderful note and you should go thank them and honor them for something they've done for you on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Imagine. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's so it's free. It's easy. Right. But here's the thing. This is another one of those situations where it's easy for you. Because <laughs> <laughs> how I roll. <laughs> But for other people, like some of the people who are listening to this podcast, it's not something that they would have necessarily thought about. And right. that's why I always advocate that there's no shame in your game if you need to find somebody that's great at something that you can't think about. You know, that's why you have people like Pat. That's why you have people like me. That's why you have people like the other people that have been guests and that are going to be guests because we're operating in our sweet spot and we come up with the strategies and the tips and, and the action steps and the suggestions that you don't know how to do. So why beat your head against the wall? Just, you know, work that's with Pat. Right. But, then, <laughs> but, but that's the same reason why, okay, so when I do strength-based coaching, here's one of the biggest things people always, I, I get more people crying at this sentence than anything else. Mm -hmm. You are not supposed to be good at everything your collective team needs to be. Yes. Give yourself permission to not be good at everything because you're not. Right. It's okay and you were never supposed to be. That is why we collaborate. That is why we hire people. Um, that's why I have an art director and a virtual assistant who keeps me organized and a mm -hmm. ClickFunnels person. I can build in ClickFunnels. I'll get 85% and I guarantee some links won't work. Right. You saw even my email to get onto the show. There's yeah. always something. So if I don't have good tech people around to fix things, I'm dead in the water because what I just spoke about is my gift, not some of the back end stuff. Right. So everyone that you admire is great and you want to hire the best person in their space. I want to hire the best painter. Do I know how to paint? Yes. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to hire the best painter I can find because if they're going to use the right product, the right process. It's going to Last me the most time. It's going to look the best the whole time. I will enjoy it more every step of the way. Right. And it's, that to me is where that liberating moment of saying, it's okay that I'm never going to be a ballerina. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Yeah. But I can turn around and help a ballerina build a ballet school if they wanted to and make a jillion dollars or have a thousand new ballerinas come out from underneath them you know, so help that ballerina serve his or her mission. Right. Right. And, so and I, we all have it. Yeah. And, and I think that with all of this, truly, when we talk about mindset to mastery, it's about understanding 
that sometimes the messages that we give ourselves in our minds where we have to know it all, we have to be great at it all, we have to do it all, we can't make any mistakes. Sometimes those messages are not the right messages. And it's important for us to know what are the right messages, what are not the right messages, and how to make the shift so that we get things, we, we align ourselves with our sweet spot. We align right. ourselves with those gifts and, and the way that God created us and put us here for, because he didn't put us here to do everything. No. You know, we'll be we, lousy. If we try, we'll be lousy at most. Right. So, you know, <laughs> do, be good at what you're good at and what you're in your sweet spot to, to you know, that's what your gift is. That's right. what's where you're supposed to be. That's where you're supposed to live in your sweet spot. There's nothing that says that you have to pull your hair out and life has to be hard and this whole thing of you have to grind and, you know, and, I'll, and by the way, I hate that term. I'm on my grind. I'm like, the gears grind and they don't go anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, I just paid $800 to get my car fixed because my gears were grinding yesterday. So yeah, thanks yeah. for the reminder. Yeah. So, it happens, but right. I'm not good at fixing cars. So I pay the guy who is. Exactly. Because right. I need that as a tool to get from A to B. Right. That's how the world the world goes around. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it, it's fun having this conversation with yeah. you. I totally appreciate it. It's funny because the one thing at the end of the day, I just created the soul searching assessment mm -hmm. because I found that people sometimes want somebody else to answer for them. Yes. <laughs> and you can only answer for yourself. Right. So if you have some way to actually get yourself clear and get yourself in line with your own values, you know that what you're doing serves your greater purpose. And to me, that was one of the big stickler points where most people got stuck. Yeah. So if any of your, your friends or your audience ever want to, want to take that assessment, it's free. Yeah. I would be more than happy to uh, share that with them. Because yeah. to me, that was something that was really overarching theme of lack, where people kept feeling stuck. Yeah. And just to let people know um, where they can get in touch with you. We're going to have your website and all of that on there, but um, oh, thank you, you can go to rockonsuccess.com to be able to find everything about Pat and, and how to work with her and, and all of that. And um, don't worry about your little puppy. I had another guest who had a one-year-old in the background. <laughs> so we are candid and authentic. It's perfectly fine. Okay. That's my sidekick. That's part of giving a laptop life. She and I travel all the time. But I yeah. love this because I, I love having conversations as opposed to interviews and, and the way yes. people show up authentically is, is great. So thank you for being on the show with us, um, for sharing your insights. Again, go to uh, rockonsuccess.com to be able to find out more about that and to be able to to request that free assessment that she talked about. I think it's going to be great for you guys. I got a sneak peek at it and it's awesome. But thanks again for tuning in to Mindset to Mastery, the podcast. I'm Keisha Rivers, your host. And as always, we want to give you actionable items, steps, strategies, and insights to help you change your mindset and master your success. Until next time.